lights down Hand over my crown Hand over my heart I do this for my town I do this for my crowd So turn me up real loud My time, my time None of you people can tell me to stop Hello everybody, welcome to this post-election version of uh, MGR Unplugged. Actually, I was thinking this is our first ever post-election podcast. Mostly because the podcast is only a year yes. old or so. So, yeah. it's a brand new experience for us, so uh, we're very excited. Well, unfortunately, well, we're recording this Thursday morning. Right. For anybody uh, watching. Yes, it's so Thursday, November 5th. So By the uh, time you see this, we may know who won, but we don't know yet. As of, uh, as of now, we don't know who's winning the elections. Uh, we were planning... Unknowing I already. I, I thought we would know by now. So we have the post-election winners and losers. So we're going to focus on the winners and losers. Um, not essentially the uh, presidential elections, which we're not going to know for a while, I think, it looks like. Uh, but we're going to focus on everything else around the elections, basically. But yeah, this is the first one um, that... Uh, we do after the elections and um, contrary to uh, what many people thought it's not the end of the world as we know it I think um, things look pretty much the same I haven't seen much difference so far um, no riots nothing so far so that's good um, yeah that's good we'll see yeah we'll see that the road yeah we'll see. <laughs> it's too, too, too early to call I'm, a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm afraid that if, if it goes to the courts and all of that who yeah, knows yeah I know I think the worst case scenario is if the election is decided in the courts in some yeah I, I definitely want I don't want this then I think there's gonna be rioting for yeah, sure well Trump is already uh, suing some states and all that so I don't know exactly the details of the suing and what they're suing for even though I read just this morning that um, apparently Nevada which is one of the states that Trump is very close or disputing um, there were votes from people that have moved and have died mm. I don't know how that's possible. I mean, you die and you still can vote. Maybe there is a right to vote after you die for like five years. Just like in California, they make you pay taxes even if you move out it's of the state. Postmortem. Postmortem vote. vote. Votorum. Postmortem votorum. <laughs> something, something is. But you know, in Nevada, Las Vegas, you know, you never know. Maybe there's special things there that you can. Um, Someone said, uh, you know, it's funny that the <laughs> the whole election might come down to Vegas. Yeah. And I think that's pretty funny. If that that's be, not American, I don't know what is. That would be pretty sarcastic. And uh, so, but speaking of Vegas, one of the winners are the uh, sports uh, betters, basically, on sports betting sites. So we're gonna get that in, a, in a, get to that in a second. But uh, anyways, in this on this podcast, we're gonna focus on the winners and losers of the election that are not especially the. Uh, you know, the politicians that were running for it, but also all the other, some of the other um, propositions and things that were on the ballot. So um, we'll, we'll start with the losers first. So we end up on a high note with all the winners. But uh, the uh, the biggest losers, to, in my opinion, are the pollsters. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, who I mean, the F trusts these people? <laughs> I mean, we were promised some type of... Uh, uh, you know, yeah, but you know what? Blue wave. A lot of people, I think, didn't trust them anyways. Because even going in, it was funny on Tuesday night, it was like four o'clock or something. And I told you, this is before results came in or went right in the beginning. And I was like, I know what all the polls say. I know everything. I was like, but I don't know, man. I was like, I have a gut feeling that this election is going to be a lot closer than people think. I remember we had that conversation. Yeah, yeah, we did that. And I was like, I was like, I don't think Trump is going to win necessarily, but I thought 
he could. I thought he had a real chance. And, I and it thought. kind of act, people were kind of going into it seeming almost like, uh, it's pretty likely Biden's going to win and it probably won't be that close. And I was like, I don't know. I think that they're not. But this is this is the thing. Because all the polls come from these. These are reputable sources. It's like yeah, a yeah. CNN uh, slash. Uh, 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 uh. CNN. I don't think they're that reputable because all these polls come from very much kind of coastal elite uh, media companies, whether it's Washington Post, L.A. Times, well, New York Times, too, all these polls. First of all, like I've never gotten a poll request. I've never given a poll. I don't know who That's because gets you these. don't you don't answer to all those uh, junk mail okay. or junk well, phone calls. Well, I don't know who's answering all their junk phone calls, but I've never answered a poll. Never been asked to answer a poll. I don't know who's answering these polls. But but on top of that, I just think the 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 and many people have said this. The coastal elites very much do not understand the center of the country. And if you live in a bubble, especially if you're in like New York or LA, of where you think, oh, there's no way Joe Biden could lose because everybody I know hates Donald Trump, I think they don't understand that there's a lot of people in this country who do not basically want to vote for Democrats, especially because one thing I think we talked about uh, a few weeks before the election, I said, I think the two political mistakes Biden is making going into the election is that he is being pretty open about possibly having more lockdowns and raising taxes. And those are two things that I said, if he ends up losing, it's going to be because he said those things. Because people, no politician ever gets a lot of votes when they say they're going to raise taxes. And then if you're going to say you want more lockdowns, there's lots of people in this country on both sides who do not want more lockdowns. Right, right. We play so that game, didn't work. Let's just move on. I yeah. was like, I was like, and he was very kind of open about those things. And I thought, I but, think that's a mistake. But back to the posters. I mean, the, the thing is, you say they're not reputable. I mean, when you say a CNN slash ABC News poll or whatever kind of poll from, from media, outlets, like you say, which is my next point too. But I mean, these guys learn a hard lesson to four years ago when they were predicting, you know, Hillary Clinton to win and then they, Trump I mean, came back at the end. They had Biden winning Florida. He lost Florida. Right. They had Biden winning Pennsylvania by nine points. And we don't know who's going to win yet, but Pennsylvania is going to be very close. But they had Biden winning by nine but, but points But they had the Democrats winning by a landslide. They were talking blue wave. They're going to sweep everything. And even if you forget about all the disputes on the electoral votes, all that stuff are still taking place. But just look at the popular vote, okay? First of all, more people voted these elections than ever since, I don't know, for the last uh, percentage-wise. Nominally, it's the highest ever. Right. Uh, relative were, were percentage, I don't know. There were already 100 million people that voted ahead of time by mail and all that. So that's, that is a record. And then um, from, you look at the popular vote, which um, Biden won by about three million is is basically like a forty nine fifty one type thing, or forty yeah. forty nine and change. It'll and probably finish. I don't know exactly. Biden will probably finish seventy one seventy two million, and Trump is probably going to be sixty eight, maybe sixty nine million. Right. Right. So so, so you have a hundred and forty more for both. Then both right. Biden got much more than Hillary and Trump got more this time than he did right. last Everybody, time. Everybody, more people voted this election, which yeah. is good. It's probably a result of the campaign saying people vote, vote, vote and all that. But 
when you have a, a country that is basically 50-50, if you, if you kind of rough it Just up. Just about, yeah. Um, that means that it's not a landslide. Okay, so posters that were saying, oh, Biden is up by 10 points, he's up by this, he's up by that. It's not. I mean, it's, we're still two days later not knowing who's won, basically, or confirmation. And, uh, and we don't know it, you know. So it's definitely a very close election, much closer than people thought, even closer than the previous one. And this was supposed to be less close or more predefined than the previous one with, with Clinton and, and Trump. You know, so uh, to me, that this just basically makes me feel like I don't trust. I mean, I didn't trust the polls anymore because I always said, you know, people say one thing. First of all, you need to trust that people, when they're asked the question, like I said, they don't ask everybody. But if they ask you the question, why would I say the truth? I mean, somebody says, uh, well, uh, what is your opinion? Who will you vote for? If I'm a Trump supporter, I may say Biden. If I'm a Biden supporter, I may say uh, I'm going independent or Trump or whatever. I don't, I don't need to say my exactly what I'm going to do. I don't do. know. Like I said, I've never, it been, matter I've never taken me. a poll, never right. been asked. But what, what incentive do I have to say what I what I really going to do? Plus, I may have a public persona saying, oh yeah, I, I like Democrats and this and that. And then, I, like you said, for the taxes purposes and everything else, when I look at my wallet, I say, you know what? Yeah, idealistically, I like all the Democratic ideas, but when it comes to money in my pocket, which is really what I care about, I'm going to vote for Trump. Listen, or or the, the other way around. You the know? majority of people in this country are either small business owners or work for a small business. And small businesses are the most affected by the lockdowns. And so if Biden is going out talking about more lockdowns, a lot of those people are not going to want to vote for Biden. Right. And that's why, I, I mean, I said this two weeks ago. I said if he loses, it, the number one reason is because he's been very open about being pro-lockdown, yeah. more lockdowns. And Which, Trump has obviously been the opposite. I don't even know and if this, I'm not it. even going to get into what's right, what's wrong, partisan. Right. I'm just saying purely from a political strategy standpoint, I think that there's a lot of people who basically do not want more lockdowns. And Biden was pro-lockdown, and Trump is obviously very anti-lockdown. And that hurt him. And then um, as a spillover from the pollsters, the next losers as far as how things are going are the media outlets i don't think there's one media outlet that predicted these uh results basically in general i don't care if you are far right far left um i don't think fox predicted this to be so close i don't think um anybody else cnn abc cnbc's whatever network or media outlet you go either they were saying oh this is completely wrong or not but uh, <clears throat> i don't think anybody predicted that this election was going to be so close they basically said they were predicting that if Trump loses, there may be some conflict or something or, uh, you know, acknowledging defeat or whatever, which is a different point. But nobody expected this election to be so tight as the night progressed to the point that middle of the um, election results evening, if yeah. you remember, people were freaking out. Yeah. I mean, most of the outlets were like, what are that we seeing That was like here? a one-hour period. Yeah, it was a deja all of a sudden, vu. everybody thought... It was when Trump was way ahead in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. He was obviously Georgia, he had already won North Florida, Carolina. Georgia. It looked like yeah, and he was even leading in Virginia. Remember, he was leading in Virginia. And Michigan, North Carolina and started flipping from being Biden all of a sudden, to being Trump. I, it was like oh oh, Trump is gonna win this, and now right. obviously it's very close. Right, I, obviously but right now it looks like Biden out. is favored, but I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know. I mean, and, but the other thing I noticed is that this year. I don't know, maybe it's because of what happened before. The media outlets were very, very cautious this time. The, before, it was in the last 
two, three elections, it was almost like a race to see who's first on calling a state, who's first to say um, CNN prediction. I know they still haven't called like North Carolina. Right. As, Obviously, at the time nobody would do that now in this, in this situation. But like in previous years, it was almost like a race between the networks to say, we called it first. We called Florida first. We called North Carolina first. Georgia. Well, the funny thing is and that this year they've been so cautious. The, the first one, you know, we're in Arizona and the first the only network that actually declared for Arizona Biden was actually Fox News. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, all the other networks did not declare it for, for and now it's very close Biden. To and now it's very close. It looks like it's going to be a toss up. Yeah. So that might have been an error on their part. So I actually think that that's a positive uh, that the networks um, decided to play cautiously and not declare victory well, I, or I anything. Told you, I said, I bet you these networks are loving it because they get, instead of one day, yeah. many days oh, yeah. of coverage. And they have all these pundits with their opinions and stuff, which is a whole different thing. So um, the other w losers are. Um, <laughs> well, I always say losers, but I, I think when you think about what happened, and I'm trying, I've been kind of like the last couple of days, obviously, reflecting on why did everybody get it wrong? You know, uh, all these experts, because I was listening to you know a what? variety of experts from the, from the business industry, from entrepreneurs, from politicians, from political commentators, from people in all kinds of things, and nobody was having it right. And I think... But at the same time, you know, we're seeing that the Senate still is probably going to continue to be uh, Republican, majority Republican. If, if That's the big punchline. Right. Uh, but, but and I mean, the, and the Republicans gained on the House, too. So even if Joe Biden wins, right. um, a lot of the things that um, if you're on the, uh, on the right kind of feared, like the court packing was a big one. That's not going to happen if they right. don't have the Senate. But that's, that's more to um, my point. Let me, uh, what I was going to say is that a lot of people that voted for, for um, Biden or Trump, it's not necessarily that they like one or the other. It's that they disliked the, the other person more. Yeah. Like people that voted for, for uh Biden, maybe are people that said, hey, listen, you know what? I'm fed up with Trump. He's a big mouth. He's been this. He's not very presidential, whatever. He's uh, a loud mouth, whatever. You know, all the things that you may use to dislike Trump as a person. But then you say, but also, I don't like, really love Biden. So I'm going to vote for Biden for president, yet I'm going to vote Republican for everything else. For basically for Congress and, and obviously for the House and the Senate and everything else. And uh, so it's more a matter of some of Biden votes, and that's basically the 50-50 that we see split in the popular votes. People that maybe said, hey, you know what, we, we don't like uh, Trump so much, but I do not want Biden well, to run the an score and that, do everything. An example of that would be California, <clears throat> which voted 63 percent for biden i think right very very obviously everybody knows california is very blue but uh on ab5 or or to t turn down ab5 which was prop 22 i think is what it was called the one that made all the uber and lyft drivers that's one of my winners. employers um instead of contractors basically removing the option for being a contractor well, if you work for these. more in detail in a second, but, but but that's an example where because paul krugman who i think is a fucking hack he's the he's a new york times columnist but he's like a f economist who i think is an idiot but anyways he basically said 
and he summarized exactly what I think the left's uh, problem is. And he says, I don't understand um, voters. He goes, you know, in California, 63% voted for Biden, but then AB5 got turned down with 57% of the vote, which mm -hmm. means a ton of the people who voted for Joe Biden for a Democratic president voted against this very left-wing measure. Right, which was created by a Democratic governor. And, and well, it was created by, uh, by the, what's her name, Lorena Gonzalez, yeah. mm -hmm. who's the same person who said, fuck Elon Musk on right. Twitter. Yeah, exactly. and, told, and that's when Elon Musk said, okay, I'm going to Texas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that shows, but he said, I, didn't, I don't understand these voters. And it's like, that's the point. That's the whole point. You don't understand the voters. That's why it's so much closer than you think. But even people on the left, like, I think the majority of the people who, who call themselves Democrats might be on the left, but they're not radical left. The radical left who wants to basically strip away all employment options for contractors, which is hilarious too, because when they did polling of, of Uber drivers, mm. it was like 70% of the Uber drivers said, no, I want to be a contractor. Uh, exactly. I don't want to be an employee. Exactly. Um, well, not to mention but they then, want to work for two companies at the same time. The most of them are doing both Uber right. and Lyft. And, it, and it's, it's like there's this disconnect in the, between what the, the party leadership believes and what the party voters believe because they voted for joe biden obviously that's to be expected i would expect the democratic voters to vote for joe biden but when it came to the other things that were not the presidential election they actually voted pretty centrist if not a little right on a lot of things and this is what a lot of people didn't understand yeah again if you look again at the uh, at the uh, popular vote if this country was really so fed up with trump or right dis and that's disappointed, the other thing that's the other thing it's like okay well you would expect like the, the voting to be like 60 40 or something like that like obviously we always said that the hardcore republicans will vote for the Repo republican candidate no matter who he is or what he does or she, and then the hardcore Democrats will do the same thing. But all these people that vote more practically, saying, okay, this is better for, for the country, or better for me, or better for this or that, those are the swingers that, that will go one way or the other. And last elections, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote too, I think, by a small I percentage. Think the whole and we're the same way now. Because, we're still. Because just because somebody might be more left leaning doesn't mean that they're a democratic socialist. Right. What like th there's a big difference there. You can because uh, I think a lot of people on the left are actually on the left, not so much because of their fiscal beliefs, but more because of their social beliefs. Right. They're very progressive as, as far as, you know, whatever causes uh, are going on. Um, but they don't. But just because someone's on the left doesn't mean that they want socialism. You know, uh, and and I think the whole Green New Deal was a disaster for the Democratic Party because that is so extreme left. It's unbelievable. And I think a lot of Democrats are very turned away by this saying, what, what is all this stuff? Because the Green New Deal is like a fake. I mean, they claim it's for climate change, but then you read it and it's, it's like, it's like, oh, yeah. we're going to ban eating beef. We're going to yeah. we're we're going to guarantee it's, it's, jobs. That was one thing that was it's in a there. Utopia unimplementable. If uh, that's a word. It was going to be a, a universal basic income for people who choose not to work. That you don't have to work and you'll still get paid a salary. Like all types of crazy things that I think most people who are center left Democrats are like, whoa, 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 whoa. What is all this? 
That I think was a disaster on their part. And and again, I think a lot of people voted for Trump who are just afraid of socialism, basically. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the the thing I, I told you I saw I was watching CNN and it was Chris Cuomo asking these like panel people why are there so many Trump voters when it seems like a lot of people don't like Trump and they don't get it they said oh because he created a culture war he did all the are there are there racist people and white nationalists who voted for Trump yes is that the majority or even a large part of the nearly 70 million people you don't no. get 70 no oh, that's the no oh. and especially by the way tons of latino people voted for well, him i mean that was so so like, they don't get it that all these people that were saying oh the latino population will vote for biden they're like and then the the, the uh, black lives matter and all that stuff all black people are going to vote for biden and they start compartmentalizing the country into different races or different um you know ethnic One groups or sociological that- backgrounds and then they say Okay, well, all those guys are automatically Biden. No, let's first of all, not all Latinos are the same. I'm, I'm you know, yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Spain. I don't know if I'm Latino or not, but I, I, I know very well that a Mexican person is not the same as a Cuban or an Argentinian or Dominican Republic or any other South American country. Each of them is different, and even, they have different even, goals, and different strategies. Even majority Mexican areas in Texas. Right, we're voting pro-Trump. Oh, exactly. And and the thing that I think, but the same applies caught to- a lot of people on the left off guard, was that Trump got more Latino voters and more Black voters in this election right. than he did in the last one. After all of the George Floyd stuff, after four years of people calling him racist, he got more you, minority support. You would imagine that one. if he was such a landslide, like states like Georgia would be like, oh, well, this is all Biden. That's why I think and there's it's not a disconnect. South Carolina or North Carolina I, or I think if the left wants to win elections, they need to be much more centrist. They need to stop being so extremist uh, because it's turning people away. And, and I think that's one thing that the Democratic Party hasn't learned. I mean, you would imagine no, after I don't think they have. after last election, they will say, "Okay, we're gonna have to look a little more, a little." another inch deep into each of these groups because we're going to just say the Latino voter is going to go for Biden. It's like, there's no such thing as a Latino voter. Yeah, okay? obviously. You know, yeah. there's, no, there's no such thing as the black voter or the brown or the, his, or the his, right. Asians. Or, there's no, right. there's the no one they size fits all. The Asian voter. Well, yeah. It's like there's a lot of Asians, exactly. okay, and Asians. Asian is so broad, right? I mean, and a, I think a, I, a Japanese person and a Korean person or a Vietnamese, they are very different. Completely different. They're completely different. Even, you just even, put them all in a box. Even South America. I mean, South America has like a dozen of two dozen countries out there, and you cannot just put them all in the same bowl and expect that they are <clears throat> all one vote. You know, I mean, it's like the European voter. Okay, well, you know, yeah. people know better the European voter. They, the European Union is nothing but a disunion where they try to work together on the few things they agree on. But each European country, they've been at war for centuries. But even, even so, in white so, voters, there's a lot of, first of all, like, uh, personally, I think what distinguishes voters actually much more than race, despite the narrative, is class. I think classism and the kind of, I don't want to say class warfare, but at least the class division is much 
more the center the the should be the the upfront issue than actual race issues. I'm not saying that obviously we don't have race relation issues in our country, but I think a lot of race relation issues are actually class issues in disguise. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. And um I think I think a lot of working class and it shows in the votes. A lot of working class people voted for Trump because they don't care about the race stuff. They don't care about all of the the uh, hyper progressive things. They just want to make a living. They don't want to pay more in taxes. They don't want to have massive regulations. It's, it's they don't want more lockdowns. I mean, Bill Clinton, in to his credit, uh, back when he was running, the reason he won is he had the famous thing is he said, it's the economy, stupid. And this is a Democrat, okay? And Bill Clinton said, people vote with their wallets first. And he went heavy, heavy, heavy on the economic side of things. And right. Bill Clinton won the working class vote. He won the election in a landslide over H.W. Bush, mm -hmm. who was the incumbent. And normally incumbents win. In fact, if Trump loses, it'll be the first time an incumbent loses since Bush. But it's because he focused on the economy. And this is Bill Clinton, a Democrat who knew this, okay? So so my, to finalize or to finish this section on the losers, my question, which we'll never know the answer obviously, is like, if this election was so close after the last eight months that we had with COVID, Black Lives Matter, social unrest, right. everything else, Oh, I mean, what would have happened oh, if I this think, was just a normal oh, I year? Think, I think Trump would have won for I mean, sure. If he, I think it, it would have been big time. I think right. COVID really. I mean, it's not a. You can. Just I mean, look. if I you mean, look at COVID this year, really if, look, if you look at this year, we started with Trump being impeached, which to me was a joke. I mean, I, I whatever you think about it, it was it, it, when when Pelosi knew that he had no way to succeed just because the Senate was not going to approve it, basically. That's just a waste of taxpayer money, um, time, and everything. But there was nothing else going on, so the news were feeding off from the impeachment and all that stuff, and it was just silly. Not to mention the, the cost for the impeachment. But that's how the news started, trying to say, okay, we're going to start doing this campaign to start um, uh, ruining Trump's reputation as, to lead, as we lead towards the election, elect election year or election in November. But then we come February, March, COVID comes around. And then we get into all these things, and then the social unrest, and the Black Lives Matter, and all that stuff. So we've had eight months where everything and the economy was good, according to Trump's standards with the market and all that stuff. All that stuff that happened right until February 2020 came to a screeching halt and collapse with COVID and everything else that happened as a result of that. So if it weren't for that, and with despite of that, the election was so freaking close, or is so close, what would have happened? That would have been a landslide in the other direction. That would have been like, I mean, Trump would have won with no dispute. Yeah. Forget Biden. I mean, if you remember, we were thinking the Democrats have no candidate. They didn't know who who was the yeah, best candidate. Yeah, because it looked like it was going to be Bernie or Biden. And if it was Bernie, well, they, there, there they was sidetracked no, him. There, there was, exactly. There was no way Bernie was beating but when Biden. You look at and the, I think uh, that's why, you know, I'm not getting into conspiracies, but I think it's fairly, I mean, we know in 2016 they rigged it against Bernie. But right. I think also the, this year, the DNC clearly did not want Bernie. No. Because they, they know that the majority of Americans are not going to vote for a radical left. But, but they didn't have a, a, a sure candidate until basically they, I think they themselves selected the lesser of the evils. Because when they had in the beginning on the, uh, on the um, Democratic debates, when there were like 20, well, they, there I were think 20 candidates. They wanted Kamala. 
I know. But she did terribly. Yeah. And uh, basically, she had to drop out. I mean, she, she after the debates, did so bad. Well, yeah, to the point that the final three were basically um, Bernie, Warren, and, and Biden. And then the Democratic Convention or Democratic uh, Party said, okay, like you said, nobody's going to, uh, Bernie's going to freak out people. They, they Warren is like totally the crazy. Whole, the whole bet, I think, was that, okay, people loved Obama. Um, Biden was the VP of Obama. Which reminds me of our point. So we're going to basically <clears throat> put Biden in. And he's a well-known name. He's not a radical. He's been a he's been a center-left guy for most of his career. So he has the best chance of winning. And but, I think that was it. I, but I think that happened also because at that point we were already with COVID. So it came right on their lap to say he was an Obama, obviously vice president with Obama for eight years. But... You remember Obama did not endorse Biden until he was the uh, yeah, Democratic yeah, yeah. elect uh, candidate. He will not say from all the candidates, obviously I'm going to endorse Biden because he and I worked together for years and I think he's the best for the job. He should have been the best four years ago. He decided not to run, so let's make it now. Uh, everything is fine. He never said that. He was awfully quiet, not endorsing anybody until basically was the only one. He says, oh yeah, I endorse Biden. Oh shit, there's nobody else to endorse. Okay, so that gives you one idea of how much he supported Biden for whatever reason, you know. So um, when COVID happened, and then they said, okay, we need a candidate now that is going to do a good job, and then all they had these these democratic debates where they already had enough opportunity to trash everything that Trump is doing, the administration, blah blah, doing wrong. I still don't know to date what Biden would, would do differently when it comes to COVID and no, the I mean, situation. Oh, I, mean, the, the I don't know if he has me, a magic wand that no other government understands because, because the point is, I mean... I, I Listen, to, I've said it before, <laughs> i said it again. The president is not that important. We make it way bigger of a deal than it is. The truth is the president actually is not that powerful. And especially because it looks like the Republicans are going to win the Senate. So really, if the Republicans win the Senate, it doesn't matter no, who's presidency. I even know. If it's, it's, say, you know, it looks like, let's say the most likely outcome, again, we're recording this on Thursday, people might know the re result already, but let's say it's Biden wins the presidency, Republicans win the Senate. Nothing's going to happen. I mean, ba basically, a lot, the majority of things Biden has said he wants to get done are not going to get done because they're not going to pass through the Senate. And the president doesn't have that much power. Um, it's just a lot of it is a show, honestly. Well, I think it's a and political I think, show, and, and I, I think, think no um, matter who wins, you know, the media will tell you it's very important because they want you to watch and get their ratings. But the truth is, materially in your day-to-day -day life, the president doesn't affect you that much. Your local legislators affect you way more than the president does. Right. That's the truth. So no, no, that that's definitely true, and I think that is actually why the market and everything else is reacting this way because they are forecasting now that Biden may end up winning the election much tighter than expected. I think the market is happy the Senate is going to be Republican right. and the president's going to be that's, Democrat. That's like political, so you're going to have gridlock. Political dream. And nothing's going to happen. To say, okay, we're going to swap chairs at the uh, presidency, but we're still going to have Congress basically being split. The biggest and, thing that will... <clears throat> that will be in the balance if Biden wins, because I don't know exactly what his policies are gonna be, is when it comes to foreign policy, specifically on things like China mm -hmm. and Iran, uh, that and North Korea. I don't know exactly, because he's been very, 
uh, opaque vague as, as far say. as what he's gonna do because right. obviously under obama he wasn't the president he was the vice president but under obama obviously obama was not hard on china they did the iran deal the north north i almost said north carolina north korea tensions uh were very kind of high um to the point where there were a couple kind of almost like are we going to war right now moments if you remember what yeah so those are the things where biden i don't know what's going to happen Honestly, and that's where he has a lot but, more power. okay well you make a good point because but after, domestically not a lot's going to after change. um you know six months of uh political campaign whether it's on the democratic side or or between biden and trump you know pretty much where trump stands with china korea i mean he told north korea hey you guys even fire a missile or something will wipe you off the map period i mean that's what he said and he tried he met with uh, yeah it was the Kim famous stuff fire and fury or right something. right yeah. i mean he they know that okay this guy i'm crazy meaning the koreans north koreans president but this guy is even just as crazy as i am so i need to be a little more careful he's not gonna be like oh we want the united nations the political things the, the peace process but no he says before i even ask these corrupt over people i'm gonna defend my country i think so if I were to guess, if, if I had to make predictions again, this is just, you know, guessing. I have no information. Don't take my word seriously. But I think North Korea, I think Biden is probably going to just not really touch North Korea. He's just, if he wins, he's just going to basically kind of continue what Trump did, where it's like, hey, listen, yeah, we well, don't want well, war. You don't We're touch North Korea. Wall. North Korea is the one who initiates all the all the conflict. Yeah, when all of a sudden they start doing testing and they fly missiles over Japan. But and blah, I blah. think so. I think he, Biden will probably just continue what Trump did because it worked. The biggest question to me, I think, the, is more Iran and China. I think Biden will probably oh, at yeah, least well, try do the to do the Iran deal again. I don't know if it will happen, but he, he's going to at least try well, to the deal where, do the nuclear the deal. deal where they they are not supposed to they not supposed to develop nuclear war nuclear um, 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 weapons, but then they have inspectors that go, but they need a four week notice before they show up i mean fuck it or <laughs> you're supposed and to then, it's like having a drug test but we said we're going to give you a month notice before we test you no shit and then well, the biggest the one is china i really have no idea what biden's going to do on china he says he's going to be kind of hard on china yeah well we'll see i don't know it wasn't hard before i don't know why it was hard now but it's been it seems more bipartisan <clears throat> that uh that people are against china now I I, I, th we'll I think Biden may be a little a little better in unifying the country, and I don't know exactly how def to define that because again, there's a 50-50 split vote pretty much. So the country seems to be pretty split evenly as far as who they like or who they don't like. So as far as having a more presidential reaction to local issues and all that, that may help a little bit. Um, foreign policy i don't think it's going to be any better or different um in fact it may be a little worse as far as trade and everything so either way um the what is sad is that i don't know exactly uh, realistically i don't know exactly what his policy is in a lot of these issues i don't know exactly as much as they've criticized the, the uh, trump administration's uh actions or inactions with COVID. what would biden do differently because really Biden said, we just need to listen to the medical community and medical experts. But the medical experts are totally split. If you listen to the medical experts, and I understand everybody's learning, and we kind of have to change our minds as we learn Biden's more. Biden's going to do more lockdowns. I yeah, mean, I think he said it. He, he said, said it. it's going to mandate masks he's and gonna stuff. He's going to do different community lockdowns. He said right, it, so. okay, yeah, which is what they've been trying in Europe, but it hasn't fucking worked. I mean, in Europe, they're now doing like lockdowns by, by districts, by sections of the cities, by this. 
uh, it's impossible to monitor that shit. Okay, people are, they, but then they have the exception, oh, if you go to work, it's not, if you go to the bank or if you go to this, if you can out telecommute or go to work, uh, then you're excused and you can go to work. Kids can go to school. Biggest contradiction. I mean, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's another question mark. I don't <laughs> know what that... Biden's going to do with schools. Right, right. But you don't know it. I mean, he doesn't I know did, it. Like I said, I, I said if so, Biden loses, it'll be because he was very pro-lockdown. And I think a yeah. lot of people on both sides do not want lockdowns. Either way. Um, um, but like I said, the truth is, president, less important than the media makes it. And if the, it's a Republican Senate, doesn't really matter. He's not going to get a lot well, done. Well, if Biden is elect, he's, he's ends up winning, obviously. Um it's going to be. Um, I want to see what the media is going to say because oh, as much as they, oh, hate I said, Trump, I think they're going to have I nothing think, to talk about. I think they're <laughs> secretly v- hoping Trump wins because their ratings are going to go down. I know it's going to be boring. Like oh, we, you know, there's nothing to dispute. Everything is going cool. So, all right. So let's go to uh, to the winners briefly. Um, what the winners? First of all, is going to be all of us. I'm so fucking excuse me tired of all the text messages, calls flyers and shit that I get for political advertising is not even funny. I mean, the fact that my phone is texting and sending me messages at three in the morning to tell me to vote or to join this thing or whatever, or Michelle Obama calling me and leaving me a message here saying, hey, it's Michelle Obama. I just wanted to remind you to vote. Thanks, Michelle. I already know it. Okay. I've heard a million times to vote. Okay. So all that stuff, we're talking about all these privacy policies and permission-based emails and all that shit. And we get all these, like... Wow. I don't know what the permission is. Who They're texting the, me. I who have, writes the laws? Yes, I know. You know that that's what they did. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, <clears throat> we cannot... We're a marketing agency, right? We work with SMS texting for different companies. We cannot send unsolicited texts. It's illegal. We cannot do it. We'll get a big fine. But the one caveat in that law is that politicians can't. So if you're doing it for a political reason, you can send all the unsolicited texts you want. But if you're doing it for any other reason, you cannot. I, I'm telling you, if I haven't had like, I don't know, 100, 150 messages, I've, I think I typed stop more in the last 30 days than ever in my freaking life for whatever reason, okay? Type stop to stop. Type stop to this. Type, it's like, what the fuck? Just leave me alone, okay? Do not do not disturb. Is there an option there for people to just stop sending me messages? And I asked you, I said, I don't know if people pay for text messages these days. Uh, and you said, no, nah. nobody does. But back in the days, they say text messages, yeah, charges apply I, and all that days, shit. No, I don't think anybody. And I'm thinking, if, I'm, if I had a plan that charges me 10 cents per text messages, yeah. I'm like, that's just... They do point. it because nobody, everybody else on the Well, I figure. Now. I figure that's the case these days. But man, I've had so many of those. So anyways, that's... I'm happy that I don't have to go to my mailbox and have like 20 pamphlets or leaflets. I'm happy on. that all the uh, street signs are going to go away. <clears throat> yeah, that too. I that's, hate driving that's... around and seeing signs constantly uh, in your and face. And I don't know everywhere. how, I mean, I told you about how effective advertising is, even on commercials and all that stuff, on TV, normal advertising commercials. And I doubted that the, the, the effectiveness of those, but you said they were, and that's why they spent so much money. Honestly, the street signs and the placards and all these things that they put in the corners, who the heck is driving and sees whatever for sharing for whatever <laughs> it's like okay i don't know what the effect i think it works is. because i think it's more kind of subliminal you see the same name over and over yeah and, and over. then when you go to the ballot you say oh yeah that's the name that i've seen and it yeah. has the red or it has the blue or, it's, or this is the sheriff or whatever so or maybe you put up a, a face to a name because when you go to the ballot 
you don't you don't see a name and you don't know what the name is, but then maybe on the on the actual sign you see a face of a lady or a guy or something. It says, "Oh yeah, that's the guy with the friendly smile and blah, blah, blah. all the family and the kids and they take care of the community." Either way, I'm I'm happy that it's over. Um, you know, uh, this this political advertising is getting very uh, invasive and intrusive. As much as we have all these privacy laws for everything else, it's like I know, you there's no laws you for that. Escape it. They they just go everywhere. I mean, it's crazy. So, um, marijuana. You're the expert on those, as far as uh, <laughs> the expert. <laughs> um, what? Um, so, some states have passed. Um, Arizona is one. Arizona of them. is one of them for recreation. <clears throat> so it was already legal for medical. Here. All right. So I'm a total novice when it comes to marijuana and use of cannabis and things like that. I have to admit. Um, Probably admit, but anyways, what does that mean? I mean, I know that uh, we had dispensaries here, and then you could have a medical prescription, I guess, and then go to one of these places and then get a prescription for use of marijuana for medical purposes. Not like a, it's not a prescription; it's just a card, basically. Well, but somebody has to prescribe it. Yeah, right? yeah. You go to a doctor, and then you get a card, basically. Okay, you get a card. If you have one of the, they have like a preset list of uh, things, conditions or something. Yeah. Okay, so whatever condition you had, either think that. Uh, marijuana may help you heal or something. They, you get this card and you go to these places and they, you buy it. It's different, like a, it's like a pharmacy, but it's different. Um, yeah. But that was it. So, so what's the difference now? Now anybody can buy it. Twenty-one and over. Okay, so now anybody can go to one of these places and say, "What I want uh, these brownies or something or what? <laughs> whatever you want. I mean, whatever. Oh, candy. Um, yeah, I mean it'll be like uh, like a liquor store basically. It'd be you'll have marijuana stores just like you have liquor stores. Okay, and then you buy it and you consume it in your house or yeah. I mean it's we're not, talking. You can't do it in public. You can do it in public. You, you can't can do, do it, it only. How on do people know if you're eating a brownie? What kind of? Well, if you're eating a edible, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna police that. But yeah, as far as like smoking, you can't do it in public. Right. So you're gonna have a smoking a joint in no. a place or walking. It's down not the like street. cigarettes where you can smoke on the street. Right. It's it's in it's only in private property basically. Okay. So so you can consume legally marijuana in your house and your car in your car but um, uh in any place where you um will normally be yeah. away from the public and all that stuff and then for the edibles um same thing you can just buy like whatever i mean i always hear about the brownies i'm sure there's marijuana in many other yeah yeah they make everything and candy gummies whatever yeah right okay so so that's legal now in arizona whatever states approve that i mean some of them uh, like new jersey Okay. Uh, Mississippi made it medical. They had it was totally illegal. Announced medical. Uh, I forget. I think there was five states. And, and then the big one was Oregon. Yeah, I heard that Oregon passed even. They um, made it. They decriminalized um, a bunch of drugs: cocaine, heroin, LSD. I'm not sure if any others. I, but I they forget. also approved some psychedelics, right? Like mushrooms LSD is one of them. Yeah. I'm not sure about exactly all the psychedelics. Well, okay. But yeah, well, they, they decriminalized. I'm, I'm curious about that, the word decriminalized. What does that mean? So that means basically it's not legal. So you still can't, like, you're not going to have heroin stores, okay? But yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> but it's decriminalized so that if you're found in possession of, like, heroin or cocaine or something, you're not going to go to jail for that, basically. Okay, but the trafficking is... That's still illegal. Okay, so you are finding possession of heroin or something, and they ask you where you get it from. They can ask you. I don't think you, you have to tell I them. you say I found it on the corner. Yeah, I don't think you have to tell them. Okay, well, that's kind of uh, extreme, I think. 
Uh, why I would mean, Oregon I don't know. Do I think people should have the right to do whatever they want. It's their life, their choice. Yes, but what happens is that when people do whatever you know, they want, the, 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 it's no different than listen, you can drink whatever you want. You get in a car, kill somebody, then okay, well that sure, yeah, that, that, <laughs> they don't change that. that kills. If you're on, if you're high and you get in an accident or something, it's no different than drinking, right? right? But, but you start legalizing all these things. It's not legalizing. It's just basically saying well, decriminalizing. We're not no, gonna send people to jail because they're a drug addict is basically the thing there's better solutions we we don't need to have like the other thing in arizona that they're doing as part of the law is they're expunging all records so if you went to jail for possession of marijuana non-violent basically so if you went to jail just for possession of marijuana um or have any type of record it'll be expunged it'll be cleaned off your record um okay but yeah, I mean, I don't think we should be sending people to jail for being addicted to drugs. Well, I mean, we should help them. I think possession also, I don't know the, the details, but I'm sure, I'm sure possession, if it's possession for personal use is one thing, you know, you have a stack of yeah, yeah, of obviously marijuana if you, if, listen, Selling is still illegal, so you can't just sell heroin in Oregon, right? No, I'm, that's trafficking or selling, but... Possession, how much possession can you have? Can you have like, like, okay, before, no, okay, obviously, let me ask you, before the pandemic, when everybody was panicking, they were buying a lot of food for their houses and no, all that stuff. So, okay, so, so, so can so you in Arizona, for example, for the marijuana, I think it's one ounce. Oh, okay, one ounce. I think that's what it is. Okay. Um, that's not a whole lot, right? I don't know how uh, much. That's a lot. I mean, is it? it depends. If it's for one person, that's a decent amount. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, this is like nothing. Yeah, how much is in a in a? I mean, I'm not sure that you know or not, but I mean, from what you heard, how much is in a joint? <laughs> uh, it depends. A gram, maybe. A gram. It depends. Okay, I have no freaking idea. All right, good. Maybe less. Depends. Um, maybe more. All right, so that's one of the winners for for those who care about that. Um, sports betting sites also. Um, yeah, I, that's another thing. I just think, I don't know. I don't know why that was illegal. Either, it just let people do their thing. Listen, I know, it's their fucking money. If you want to <laughs> smoke weed and gamble, you know, that's your choice. I know, that, your that's life. one thing that I don't. I didn't really, it was kind of when I started looking at this and some of the sports betting companies were actually the public companies were doing well on the market and going up. It's like, I didn't know it was illegal. I mean, you see all these things in the papers about the over and unders and this and that, and I don't know better myself, but it's like, why would that be illegal? I mean, I remember back in the days when I was little. I was, I was Listen, you have 18-year-olds opening Robinhood accounts and trading <laughs> options, okay? That's just as much gambling as betting on who's going to uh, win the game tonight, okay? Listen, I think the government doesn't need to be involved in these things, all right? People can be responsible for themselves. Just because marijuana gets legalized and gambling gets legalized doesn't mean that people shouldn't be responsible, okay? If you get high and bet your life savings on the game and lose, you know, that's your problem. You should be more responsible. But all this, all this... Um, the government doesn't need to babysit people. <clears throat> right, right. But all this um, sports betting sites I forgot the names the one that I announced for football all the time for weekends I mean what's the name of those oh, there's a bunch there's DraftKings yeah well, uh, like those Barstool is now opening their own betting right, sites right they there's were a bunch acquired so, so uh, were those the one? Um, there's FanDuel I mean some of them are like Fantasy uh, Bovada that's one I've used before to bet on some but okay sports. so so what does that mean? They were not legal before in all the states? Or? Yeah, so before it used to be like a lot of these were based out of like Caribbean islands and shit like that. Okay. 
um, and now they can just be based out of uh, here. Okay, so that's for the company itself. But what about the user? The, the, if I were betting, I was I was doing something illegal because uh, I mean that's just it's not kind of gray. I mean, all these people are advertising in every single podcast of things. Yeah, that now I, it's legal. But before too, because the Supreme Court a lot was it last year or two years ago approved it, and they basically said states can decide. Okay. Um, and so New Jersey was one of them, and so that's why most of the gambling companies are based in New Jersey. Uh, but the Supreme Court basically said. Uh, at a federal level, it's no longer illegal. So the states can decide whatever they want. And so New Jersey and other states basically said, okay, well, we'll make it legal. Right. And now states want revenue because they tax these things. And so as soon as one state makes it legal, the rest of them are going to too because they want the tax money or else all my tax dollars are going to New Jersey even sure. though I live in Arizona. Right. right. You know? All right. So um, another winner, and um, you kind of touched on this at the beginning of the podcast, is the... Uh, gig economy, specifically Uber and Lyft, um, that we actually talk about that at length here in a podcast sometime. It looks like a fuzzy time ago. But anyways, the, the basic was that the, uh, California wanted to treat uh, Uber and Lyft drivers as employees rather than independent contractors with all the uh, repercussions of that. Despite the fact that most of the drivers themselves said, no, we want to remain as independent contractors. We liked the independent part of being a contractor, meaning I can set my hours, I can drive whenever I want, it's my car, today I want to drive for Uber, tomorrow I want to drive for Lyft, and the day after I want to drive nothing. So that's the independence of a contractor, that they can dictate their own rules, and yeah, they play by the rules of Uber when they drive the Uber and other stuff, but at the same time, they have their masters of their own time, basically, as far as when and how and other stuff. Uh, California, of course, tried to collect as much taxes as possible, wanted to make him um, consider the employees. It was all union uh basically uh lobbying that's right. what it was no i understand it was the, it was the unions in california lobbying <clears throat> right. to uh get them to pass this and it didn't didn't work right so so basically well now, it did and then basically they did get the the legislators to pass it but then they voted california to reverse it and then if you remember when the legislators passed the law uber and lyft both threatened to leave and then they went to court and they said okay we want to postponing not just yet so they remained there and all that stuff and now with the elections there were a, there was a proposition on the ballot which basically said no you can basically yeah. remain as independent contractors which is what everybody wanted in the first place which is the irony that you were saying how california being mostly a democratic state uh, right they it, the californians the people said yeah you know what but we like to uber to be here with 57 percent of the vote well exactly exactly so, I mean, said, yeah, so it wasn't we, particularly close right it, it wasn't just like the uber and lyft drivers voted for one thing it's like california people and and others so that actually is important because that actually sets the precedent for other states that were looking into what happened in california to yeah, see they could do the same california doesn't do it right as liberal as they are right i don't think it's going to happen in other yeah, states uh, obviously obviously so a lot of people a lot of states were looking to see what california i just the think, result listen, to see they could do the same i think this is what uber lyft all these companies should do they should say okay because i you don't need the government taking away choice because that's what it is they take away choice if you're <clears throat> uber lyft this is what you can do okay if you want to be full-time and you want full-time benefits, then these are the requirements. You need to work the hours we tell you to. So we're going to tell you right. from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., yeah, whatever. Shift, you're going to be working. Shift. You're going to be driving for Uber. Um, you we're can't gonna, work for the competitor. You cannot work for any other competitors. Right. And they said just like any other employer would. Right. And they can sell those rules. 
And then the drivers can decide. And obviously the majority of drivers say, no, I want the flexibility. Right. The drivers, many of the drivers actually do it as a side gig, not a full-time they, they do. Thing. They do it as a side gig. They have another job. They do multiple. Sometimes they are the Uber, benefit, Uber and Lyft is very common. Some of them actually do Uber and DoorDash and or some other. Yeah. The biggest other. benefit is that you choose your hours. Right. So a lot of these people work different jobs and they can choose their hours. Because the other thing too is there are like non-peak hours, like uh, Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. to noon. I don't know if there's that many people riding Uber, so they don't want to do it. No, but on I, Friday nights, you say, hey, I want to make an extra 100 bucks tonight or whatever. I'm going to go drive Uber tonight. You know, I always, I, I use Uber all the time. I don't use Lyft that much. I don't even have the app, but um, I use Uber all the time. And I usually have a little conversation with the drivers. And it's interesting because those guys, I mean, one of them says, no, I actually uh, work at a restaurant or I'm uh, in a bar and I work there. But, you know, I have some free time, so I like to do this. And, and you know, some, another guy was uh, a realtor. And he says, I use Uber as my networking thing. I mm -hmm. pick up a lot of people from the airport. That it was a guy in Austin, actually. And he said, um, I pick up a lot of people from the airport that are coming here for conventions and business and this. And then I tell them that I'm also a real estate agent. And then I get my card. And then a lot of people contact me back when they come here and they're looking for a house to stay or something. So she says, I made more money through Uber on my real estate gig than what I make through Uber. But Uber for me is the perfect way to find networking options because for every family that I pick up that is quiet or kids or whatever, I have business people that are flying to town and then I talk to them. So there's lots of cases where these guys are using Uber the proper way and you're making them, oh no, you're going to be a full-time. No, that's not why people use Uber, like, uh, you know, even even the hours and all that. So, all right. So anyways, that that got approved in um, California. So that's that's good. Um, especially, like I said, I like the precedent that it sets for the other states that were kind of saying, oh, maybe if he passes in California, we can do the same thing. Well, fuck it. We're not right. Do the and the thing. corrupt thing about it was that when they passed the AB5, that it affected journalists. Right. And it affected... Yeah, um, journalists and uh, photographers. Lots of people. Yeah. And so what they started doing, because obviously the journalists were upset and started writing all these basically very negative stories about them all over in all the California media... And so then they said, oh, we'll make an exemption for the journalists. So basically, because the journalists yeah. have a voice, they get okay treatment. But all the Uber drivers and these people who don't have a voice, right. they don't have media outlets that they own. Right. They don't, they get screwed. Right. I mean, that's what happened. So. so good um, job, Californians. <laughs> um, weren't you planning on moving there? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not looking good. I don't know. Days, we'll so. see. I'm gonna hold, I'm gonna write it out. Okay. okay. We'll see. Um, so, the last two days, basically since the election, elections, non-results, we've seen two unusual things go up. Uh, well, the market has been going up like crazy for the last two three days. Um, I think it's because the market likes the fact that it's not a landslide. But um, I think the market likes the fact that it's going to be gridlock. Yeah, and that yeah there's that, going to be no, all this, nothing passed. All these corporate taxes and all that stuff are going to go through the Senate and they're going to be stuck there. So nothing's going to happen. So that's what they're lacking. But uh, the thing that I'm surprised, and we discussed this at length last time, um, is Bitcoin and crypto. By the way, uh, we had a very extensive podcast ex exclusively on blockchain and crypto last week. 
uh, where David and actually spent a lot of time describing and, and explaining since then, everything. Bitcoin's up two thousand. Yes. So, so what I wanted to say as a side note is that I actually not only did we publish the podcast on YouTube in its entirety, which is I think an hour and fifteen minutes or so. But I also edited the podcast into four different segments, comparing, explaining blockchain, and then comparing Bitcoin to gold and Ethereum and and uh, the the US dollar as a as a reserve currency and all that stuff. So, if you're interested in this topic, I recommend that you go back to our channel and then um, find those little um, sections that are about eh, maybe eight to ten minutes each, and you get a good gist of uh, Bitcoin and everything else because he he actually did a very good job. So, but back to uh, now, since we were talking last week, that was like thirteen and change, I think, when we're talking, just under fourteen thousand today is past as as we speak. 15,000, which is the highest in almost three years. I think it was, I think I was reading it was... It's the highest since 2017. Since 2017, yeah. I was reading like December, January 2018, but basically about three years since... Or maybe, yeah, 2017, I think it... December 2017 was like the high. Maybe yeah. it went into to January 2018 a little bit. Right, but so yeah. either way, today, for a, for a while, this morning was over 15,000. Now it's kind of back to 15 flat. Uh, but either way, I mean, it has increased. Automotive. And nobody's talking about it. I know. The last time it had a bull run like this, it, it, it was, was like, like daily people news. remember back a few years ago. It was like every everywhere I, you went. You know what? I think it's also because of the timing. I mean, yeah, I think it's. Yeah, but I mean, it's so been much happening. stuff going on now. Yeah, that Bitcoin is going to be like sidetracked when, That's when good, everybody's focusing on on the government. But what the reason for one of the things that and I, I want to mention actually. If you listen to that podcast last week, I thought I talked about Ethereum 2.0, and I said it might come out next year. Right. They are. They actually announced it literally a few days later. Uh, it's going to come out December 1st. So okay. I was wrong. They are doing it way sooner than I thought. And sure. you can go look at what that means. If yeah. You which, by it. the way, Ethereum is also up over 400. It's been a little over 400 before this year, and then it went back down to the 350, 60 range. Then it went up to the 380, and now it's back again over 400. So we'll see the crypto world is is pretty interesting now but what, what do you think is the reason for bitcoin to all of a sudden take this search is it uncertainty is it uh, um people trying to i don't know uh, trusting I think it a, more i think it's a combination of things i think that there's been like an accumulation for a long time the have the having as they call it happened uh recently um i mean the supply just keeps going down and the demand is uh, if this if the ma demand just stays steady while the supply goes down, well the price is going to go right. up. And then if the demand goes up on top of that, obviously the price is going to go up even higher. Um, I think also there's been a lot of inflation this year, so I'm sure that has to do with well, it. Yeah, um, the dollar has weakened too, so that makes crypto more appealing sometimes for I, other investors. I I don't have an answer really. I mean, it's hard to. No one really knows when or why things go up. At no, a specific I was more time. looking to see if there's any any event where all of a sudden a financial institution starts betting on crypto. Yeah, like PayPal, said, the PayPal, PayPal thing happened. It. I don't know. I mean, it went up from fourteen to fifteen thousand basically yesterday and today. Yeah, but before that, it was. But there from, wasn't a specific catalyst, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, but it was about eleven or so a month ago, so it's gone quite a bit. Oh, I mean, this year, uh, I think it was as low as. What was the low this year? I don't even remember. Um, I can look it up, but I'll, one second. Uh, I mean, I remember the last time I bought was last year. 
and I think it was it went down to as low as four thousand last year. Uh, this year, the lowest actually in conjunction with um, uh, the pandemic in March, it was fifty two hundred. Yeah. Yeah, right, I so, bought so, more when it was about around yeah. six thousand. So March eleventh, or basically when the stock market crashed, Bitcoin, Bitcoin followed the trend and uh, it went down to fifty two hundred. It wasn't much higher; it was probably in the eight thousand before, but it went down to fifty two hundred in March, and now we are basically uh, three eight months later, and we're at fifteen thousand. So that's like a 200 almost gain from the low. So obviously t time in the market after it's happened is 2020. <laughs> I, th I bought it <laughs> 6,000. I remember yeah. when it dropped, I was happy because it hadn't been that low in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think the, the interesting thing is before for like two years, every time it would have a spike, it would almost immediately within a few days or a few weeks drop back down again. And now... It's been at this level for a while, like, and it just keeps going up. Like, it doesn't have that drawback that we're used to seeing. Um, and I'm not a I'm not a a chart guy, but a lot of people like these charts where they talk about the accumulations and the resistance and all of that. Um, I think a lot of that is kind of bullshit. But it is in this case. It went up to 13. It held. It went up to 14. It held. It went up to 15. So far, it looks like it's gonna hold. The that, other one that's interesting. The other one that is also uh, we're not going that up, far from the high now. No, the other one that is also going up in the last uh, few days is gold. Uh, gold is always being a traditional hedge. I think that's mostly just because of inflation. Right. I right. think that's so, the biggest so, reason. Uh, since you asked me before about year to date, gold started at fifteen hundred or so an ounce, and now um, it's a nineteen fifty. So yeah. it was higher earlier in the in the year, like uh, right after the summer, it was almost up two thousand. I think it passed it two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. I think it went down to like eighteen something just two days, two three days ago. I was looking, and it was like eighteen sixty, eighteen seventy, which was at a good entry point to buy more if you were investing in gold. And now just is today is 1950 so uh it's basically gonna like 75 points or dollars basically in in three days or so so that's also another interesting fact uh the dollars however is a little weaker today uh compared to euro and other currencies which is maybe maybe the uh the prospects of uh trade and everything have made the dollar you know better for exports and imports and all that stuff so all right so um Predictions? Anything um, you wanted to? Uh... Oh, I wanted to see. Okay, so depending on who wins, twenty twenty four predictions. Twenty twenty four. Yes. Wow. I don't so, even know what's gonna happen. Let's the do rest scenario of one. Joe Biden wins. All right. Joe Biden wins. Twenty twenty four. You think he'll be around still in twenty twenty four? Around? I don't know. I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, unless something bad happens, but I don't think he's gonna run again in twenty twenty four. Oh no, for sure. He'll be eighty two. No. Yeah, no, he, uh, I mean, so, so I, let's assume, I, I wish him all health, but I think he probably, let's won't assume, I, I mean, I'm not going to get into speculation. Oh, he's going to go in and then Kamal's going to take over. I don't know. Let's assume he wins 2024. It's probably Kamala. I'm going to guess will be the presidential candidate for the Democrats. Um, we'll see. That would be my guess. Maybe. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is, is already working on his 2024 campaign. I can tell. So, so is Kenya. Uh, yeah, well, that's different, but, <laughs> and then Dem uh, Republicans, who's running? Oh, well, you know, Trump can run again. I know he can run again. 
I don't think he's going to. Trump will be 78, which is exactly Biden's age now. Yeah. So he will come back and say, I told you so. Now we're going to make America great. No, I think the more Re likely... Again. I think the more likely thing is... No, I think it's going to be Donald Trump Jr. His son. Yeah. And his, Trump will support his son and push his son and that his son will run. Now, will his son win the primaries? I don't know. I don't think his son has the same charisma and attraction i don't think a lot of people are excited about his son um who else is there anybody else oh, what's shit. the um what's the woman um who a lot of people like um on the republican side uh, uh was she a candidate they say she's gonna run what's her name uh on shit. the republican side yeah oh, shoot what's her name I think she's from South Carolina or something. Hmm. I forget. People would probably know. But anyways. I don't know. Any predictions for 2024? <sighs> if Biden wins? If Biden wins this election, I, you know, I don't know. It may be two terms back to back where we don't have eight years for the same president. Like, I know. Uh, I, that's, I actually think that's going to happen. Like this is the first time since I don't know when that since we don't Bush, have. Bush senior. Bush 41 or whatever. Um, I don't know. Um, no, I, I, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I didn't even know who, because the Republicans have been kind of like just supporting Trump. They don't, I don't know what candidates they have now. And I'm surprised, you know, obviously with the Democrats, we didn't know either a few months ago, and then they started popping all these people. But um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I okay. think, I think I don't know if Trump will run again. Maybe he, it depends on I whether. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I think his son will, though. Yeah, I definitely maybe. think his I son mean, will. I think after this, if he doesn't win now, um, he'll just go into quiet for a while, you know, like back to his business and all that, we'll if there's such a thing. And, um, okay. I don't know. Um, he'll become an activist. If Trump wins. If Trump is, wins. What does 2024 look like? Because then obviously he's done. <clears throat> yeah, I think if Trump wins, there's a hundred million percent chance that he is going to try to get his son next up in line. Yeah. Now, well, if Trump wins, that's a whole different scenario. Because by then, the second term, he's going to do whatever he wants. He's not worried about not being reelected. And um, and then I think there's a greater chance of the Democrats to win next time because usually that's how the pendulum swings. And um, uh, it could be Kamala. It could be basically any of the other candidates that were. I don't think Sanders is going to run again. No, 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 no. Warren obviously is old. Sanders already had a Warren heart issue. Might I don't know. I don't think so. She, she kind of. I think Buttigieg would be the number one. Yeah. If, if they lose, Buttigieg I think more would be of the younger one. guys because he's young. He's gay, which kind of helps on that side of the uh, progressive part. Um, but he also. He's been he's already starting the media circuit, which I think is funny. Like yeah. he's already going on all the channels, going everywhere. Uh, and I, I'm 100 percent confident he will run. Into I don't know if on the Republican side, maybe uh, Amit Romney will try again. I no, he's not going to go again. I think he's done. I think um, I don't know Who, who's a young ish. Republican. I don't really know. Well, I mean, you have all the Marco Rubio's. No, I don't think. I think the area of the Rubio and the Ted Cruz and all is yeah, over. Not that, Ted they Cruz, had but Marco chance. Rubio is, is young. He's more experienced now. He has a lot of Hispanic vote too. Even though, again, we don't want to tag all the Hispanics the same way, but uh, he he'll appeal to all that mass. Um, uh, he would have run this year probably if he weren't because 
you know Trump was incumbent. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I think that's pure speculation. I, I'm, I'll be happy if we know the current president within the next. I mean, by the weekend, hopefully. I don't know how it's going to go. I mean, especially if he goes to courts and all that stuff. Who, who but my knows? 2028 prediction. Oh fuck. <laughs> guaranteed. Well, unless unless, but okay, I'll say this. If the Democrat, I guess it depends who wins in 2024. If a Democratic president wins it and then they're going for re-election, maybe this won't happen. But AOC is 30, 29, 30, right? Uh, now? No I think idea. she's 30. So in four, you need to be 35. So in four years, she won't be old enough in 2024. So she'll run against But in Tulsi. 2028, she will be 38, probably around there. She'll be old enough. I would bet a lot of money that AOC will be running for president. Yeah, and but then she, you get into the younger that, crowd, like the Chelsea, I think Chelsea Hilton she, too. I don't agree with her on almost any of her policies, but I what think about, she um, is one hell of a politician and she knows, she knows how to market herself. I think AOC is the democratic Trump. What about, I think she is gonna, what about Tulsi Gabbard? No, no. You don't think so? No, because the establishment hates her. She'll never win. She, she, she'd have to go independent or something. Speaking of, how about independence? How about uh, uh, the Mark Cubans and all these names that were Mark floating Cuban, around? I mean, I how think about Bloomberg? This Bloomberg will not run again. I think Cuban, this was his year, and he didn't do it. No, I think this year he was kind of teetering, but I think, I think if Cuban ran, like starting back in like March, uh, when there were rumors, I think he could have won. Yeah, I think the timing was not perfect for him this year, especially with all the NBA issues that was going on and the COVID yeah. and all that. But um, <clears throat> he says, okay, I'm done with the NBA. I'm maybe done with he'll this. run. Uh, independent is tough, man. Independent is tough. I don't think it's good. Independent. I don't know. <clears throat> well, don't it's know. tough because the way the law is here, but uh, it shouldn't be. I mean, it should be, in theory, it should be just. Yeah, I mean, I vote third, third party, party, but most people do not vote third party. What? You know, A million people got... Um, um, Jorgensen. Jorgensen. Yeah. So, which is nothing. How many did Kanye get? He wasn't even on the ballot everywhere. No, I don't know. I don't know. I thought he got like... 100,000 or something. 100,000 or something. Yeah. Just through fans. But he's, he, uh, he wasn't expecting <coughs> to win. Yeah, no, I know. But he's already said that he's he going to run He said he'll run in 2024 for yeah. real. So we'll see. All right, well, that's been great. Uh, hopefully, by the time you guys listen to this, maybe there's a little more uh, clarity as far as who uh, uh, the next president will be whatever it is uh, hopefully it'll be a peaceful process and um, anything else no. all right well either way it'll be okay because it doesn't matter that much they may they want you to think it matters a lot it doesn't matter that much I'm just glad I, I just want I can't wait because it'll finally be very easy to do and I encourage others to do it after this is over disengage yeah separate exactly. yourself from politics let's, let's have been, 2021 be the year of no politics okay it's been it's let's been so far a very um uh, intense year for a variety of reasons that we all know so let's just kind of focus on the last six weeks seven weeks of the year and enjoy maybe the holidays relaxing i know it's easy to say with all the things going on but there's nothing there's things that you can't control you worrying it's not gonna change the outcome i know so just be zen you know, uh, yeah, just relax. You, you're and stressing then, um, out about <clears throat> be good to each other. That's all election. we need to do. Let's just try to be friendly with each other for for six weeks, seven weeks, and then 
uh, will be better off at the end of the day. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Hopefully uh, you like this one. If you do, please just give us a thumbs up, like whatever in whichever social platform you use. Um, that would be greatly appreciated. It just tells us that you know you kind of care for us. So, um, but in the meantime, <laughs> until next uh, until next show, um, have a great weekend and uh, peace all.